welcome to another C3 Church Rockingham podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au. We're going to jump in. Um, one of the challenges with this new season of life that we eat we are in is bringing to you all that you desire. We have people here today that have been following the Lord for 30 and 40 years and we have people here today that have been following the Lord for 30 and 40 days. And in this moment, there's just a little bit of expectation on me that I would break it down small enough so that those who have been following for 30 or four days could understand and apply it to their lives and that it also would be inspirational, encouraging, motivating enough for those who have heard it all, seen it all, known it all to leave here going, yeah, he's okay. Tough crowd, huh? I'm not even going to try and do that today because I've discovered some things. I've already preached this message to a camera in a pre-recording, which we are going to send to you uh, through our Beyond Sunday um, channel on Wednesday. But I want to jump straight in and give you some things today. And then we're going to send some resources to your phone after the service. We've become so clever. The title to my message today is I Believe. I Believe. And my question to you today is, what do you believe? I believe in the power of God. There was a father in the book of Mark in the Gospels who had a son. His son was mute. He suffered uncontrollable seizures. He'd foam at the mouth and then his body would go rigid. Later on in the story, you find out from the father that the spirit used to overtake him. The evil spirit used to overwhelm him and even try and throw him into the fire. And in Mark chapter 9, verse 14, we discover that Jesus is coming back into this moment and he sees this ruckus going on. He sees an argument taking place amongst the crowd. And in that, we discover that the man has taken his son to the disciples to be healed and delivered from this spirit and they can't deliver him. And Jesus comes along and says, what are you arguing about? And there's a whole bunch of religious people there arguing with them. And Jesus says, what are you arguing about? And if you pick it up in verse, well, around about verse 19, Jesus asked, one of the men in the crowd spoke and said, Teacher, I brought my son so you could heal him. He is possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. And whenever the spirit seizes him, throws him violently to the ground, then foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast out the evil spirit, but they couldn't do it. Jesus said to them, you faithless people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. Can you imagine this? Like Jesus saying, how long do I got to put up with you guys? It's interesting because this father said, I brought this child to you, Jesus, to heal him and your disciples couldn't heal him. Did you miss that point? I brought him to you, Jesus. Jesus has just showed up. I brought him to you, but your disciples couldn't heal him. Think about that. God has people that he's sending to you to release the supernatural power of God on his behalf. And in that moment, they're going to encounter Jesus. When they encounter you, they can encounter Jesus. And in verse 23, after, after having further discussion with the Father, Jesus says, what do you mean, if I can? 
Anything is possible if a person believes. All things are possible if you believe. You see, today I'm going to talk a lot about what I believe, but essentially that's of no value to you unless you get to that same place where you say, I believe. One of the things I'm going to talk to you a lot about today is the fact that I believe that the Bible is God's Word to all men. But when I make that statement, I make it and there's something that fire gets going on the inside of me because I've done a whole bunch of study. I've done a study for 30 years on this book called the Bible and I can stand here today with a clear conscience and say, this Word here is God's Word to all men and it's authentic, it's reliable, it will stand the test of time. It'll take you through storms, it'll take you through fires, it'll take you through battles and you'll come out the other side because the truth revealed in this is authentic. And it's interesting, whilst I, I had to do a lot of that ten, 20 years ago, just recently I've gone back and done it again to update myself on it because we live in a world of unbelief. It's interesting that the Father cried out after that statement and said, I do believe, Lord, but help my unbelief. And when you look at those two words, I believe, but help my unbelief, you find that word unbelief is sceptical. And I think we live in a world of scepticism where there's just this underlying doubt. We live in a world of unbelief where the narrative, the story, the news feed is embraced, not the truth. Have you ever noticed that? We believe the narrative and not the truth, not the facts. And even when the narrative is debunked, we get left sceptical with just this little underlying bit of doubt here. You know, when you were born again, you became a disciple. And the primary purpose of discipleship is replacement theology. I don't know if you realise that, but the primary purpose of discipleship is replacement theology, replacing false gods and beliefs about God with truth. Because before I came to Christ, I believed this just was a book, a book of stories. I believe that they had changed time and time again and we couldn't really trust this book that we now have in our hands because it's been translated so many times and changed so many times. And as a result of that, I had to go on a journey for myself and discover the truth about this book. You see, every time a translation comes out, it's not translated from a previous translation, but it's translated from the original text that we have and the authenticity of the original text. And today, after the second service, we're going to send directly to your phone a YouTube clip by a guy called Dr. Vody Borkum. Thanks, Pori. And he does in this discourse a whole study on why we can trust this book above any other spiritual book, above any other writing. And he's got hard data and it's the same stuff that I studied for years, but he just brings it in a fresh light. Because I wanna say to you today, I believe the Bible is God's Word to all men. It's the foundation of truth. It is the one thing that secures every belief that you have. And knowing the character of God, knowing the character of God is the secret to believing faith. And I'm hoping that I can deposit in the next 14 minutes and 11 seconds some of that character of God to you. See, there's six pillars to this replacement that I believe. And that first one is the Bible is God's Word to all men. In that video that you're going to receive, you're going to hear Dr. Vody Borkum uh, give 
backup to this statement, which is so powerful. He said, I chose to believe the Bible because it's a reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses. They report supernatural events that took place in fulfilment of specific prophecies and claim that their writings are divine rather than human in origin. And I was tempted to try and take his teachings and communicate it back to you, but I just decided there's no way I could do it, so I'm going to send it directly to your phone. But here's the first thing I believe, and it's a pillar to to understanding the character of God, is you've got to get to the place where you say, I believe the Bible is God's Word to all men. The second thing, which is a pillar to knowing the character of God, knowing who He is and what He's like, and that is this, that God is the creator and the ruler of the universe. God is the creator and the ruler of the universe. You see, because if you try and adopt into your thinking and belief system an evolutionary type of philosophy or the fact that a big bang is actually possible, then it's going to undermine the beliefs that God is trying to put into your life in the rest of His book. The Bible says in Genesis 1.1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. I believe that that is true today. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, is the third pillar. I believe that the Holy Spirit is equal with the Father and the Son as God. It's the fourth pillar to knowing the character of God. I believe salvation is a gift from God. You see, on each one of these points, I think I personally could spend at least 90 minutes teaching on each point from the Scriptures and drawing out the truth that is hidden in there. But today, again, I don't want to give you a fish today. You've heard the story, give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day, but teach him how to fish and he'll eat for the rest of his life. Spiritually speaking, we can't be like those that followed Moses around in the wilderness that every time they needed a drink, they'd cry out to Moses and say, give me water. Every time they were hungry, they'd cry out to God and say, give us quail and give us manna. We've got to be the kind of people that were like Joshua. When Joshua said, go get provisions for yourself because tomorrow we're crossing over. Listen to me, people of God here at C3 Rockingham currently. Ah, <laughs> Listen to me, go get provisions for yourself because we're crossing over into a new day and those things that are gonna face us, we gotta be the kind of people that know how to go get food for ourselves. We gotta know the kind of people that recognise when spiritual drought comes into our life, it's probably because we've neglected something, not because the preacher hasn't preached something. Oh, that'll preach. To those of you joining us online, we want to thank you for being a part of this day and our online community. But you got to know this, once you log off from this broadcast, we are desiring that you would pick up the book and that you would eat this book, that this book would become your substance, that this book would become the very thing that you hold as the most valuable source of substance in your life. The sixth pillar before we get into the message, because this is just the introduction. Man is made in the spiritual image of God to be like him in character. And although man has tremendous potential for good, he is marred by an attitude of disobedience towards God called sin. That attitude separates man from God. And now I can get to my text. Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. 
for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in the right, for in it, for in it, the gospel. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. I believe in the power of God because I know the character of God. I believe in the power of God because I know the character of God. And if you will see that those pillars of the character of God are the very things that will supply not just the foundation, but also the strength for you to build your life into a place where you can actually grab hold of that thought that Jesus said to his, to the Father with the Son. If you believe, all things are possible to him that believes. Oh, how amazing. All things are possible to him that believes. I'm believing for a Lamborghini. All I've got to do is believe and I'm going to get a Lamborghini. You know what? If you think like that, it's a sign that you've not been in the book. If you think like that, it's a sign that you've not walked through the pages of Scripture to actually understand what Jesus was saying to that father in that moment who had put his faith in taking his son to the disciples and getting them healed. He said the one problem was the unbelief in the disciples and the unbelief in the father. And he said, if you believe in the power of God, if you believe in the character of God, if you believe in one God only and not many gods. If you got to the place where you've replaced all your old theology with the gospel theology that there is one God and one Father and one baptism and the one Lord Jesus Christ, the one Saviour. If you got to that place, all things are possible to them that believe. I believe in the power of God. I believe in the supernatural power of God. I believe in the power of God to bring words of wisdom into people's lives so that you can have a breakthrough in a moment that you couldn't create in a decade. I believe in the power of God to redeem mankind from sin. I believe in the power of God that gives us an acceptance that is unexplainable. That we can live by this kind of attitude and understanding that the Gospel is accepting of all people. I, I accept people that, that cheer for the Wallabies and cheer for the All Blacks. I accept people that vote Liberal and I accept people that vote Labour. I, I accept people that are moral and I accept people that are creatively immoral. So you can fill in all the blanks. I wanna fill them in for you, but I know that'll get me in trouble. I believe in the power of God. I believe in supernatural tongues and I believe in supernatural tones. I believe that it is possible for God to turn situations around that look dead and bring them back to life again. I believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit for now. They didn't peter out with Peter. It's not over because some theologian said it's over. I believe God can grab a hold of you right now, deposit His gifts into your life and you can actually change the world. I believe that you can walk in a situation that is life and death for a family and you can pray a prayer of faith over that person and the whole thing can turn around. I don't believe in a Gospel that's just based on experience. I believe in a Gospel that's based upon the character of God and the Word of God and that changes everything. 
anything. I believe in the power of forgiveness. I believe forgiveness is a miracle that God does on the inside of us. And He does that miracle on the inside of us when we encounter the forgiveness of God for ourselves, for our own sins. There is not one person in this room, in this world, that's going to make it into heaven because of their own righteousness. There's not one person that has received the saving faith of Christ as righteousness and then after lived a perfect life. I believe in the power of God because of forgiveness, because of mercy. I believe in the power of training. And that's a challenge right now because most people coming into a church like this on a Sunday don't so much want training. We want inspiration, just inspire me. Just, just motivate me. Well, you'll try that in other realms of life. Try that if you want to go to the highest level in, in a career in sport, inspired and motivated to do it. Yeah, that'll work. Not. Actually, the Bible says, Jesus said the Great Commission is to, to, to make disciples, teaching them to obey. <laughs> That's hard work. That's training. I believe in the power of training. Teaching is the passing on of knowledge to make a difference in a person's life. The application of knowledge is power, not knowledge alone. You've been told that knowledge is power. That's rubbish. The application of knowledge is power. Truth is the person, Jesus is His name. Truth is the person, Jesus is His name. Knowing Him is everything. See, I accept atheists. You've got to be a little bit mad to be an atheist. But I accept them. I accept agnostics. I accept millennials and baby boomers. The capacity of the gospel is outrageous. I love millennials. I, I, I meet more magnificent millennials than millennials are problems. And just a word to the rest of us, whatever box we fit in, I think I'm a generation Xer. You might be a builder, a boomer or something else in between. But, but I want to say this, any problem we see in the current generation started in the previous generation. We used to say this, the philosophy of classroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. But I reckon it's moving a whole lot faster today. And so whatever problem we see in any area of society, in any generation, in any people group, in some way, in some shape, in some form shows up in us. And today I want to say to you that I believe in the power of God because I know the character of God. And so if you need a miracle today in your world, you can trust the God of miracles. If you need forgiveness today, you can trust the God of forgiveness. If you need mercy today, you can trust the God of forgiveness. If you need a word of knowledge, I see, I believe in supernatural provision. I was looking at the portion of Scripture where Peter was there with Jesus and the Jewish leaders had come to collect the temple tax. And this will mess with some of our minds if you read it in context because Jesus did not have the money to pay for the temple tax. And all that was required was one silver coin. One silver coin. And Jesus gets this word of knowledge. And He says to Peter, go down, throw a line in the water 
and the first fish you catch will have a silver coin in its mouth. See, based upon what you know about God from your Bible, which has been given to you so you can know all things that you need to know, in that moment, you're going to say, well, yeah, He could do that because He was the Son of God. That's only because you haven't read your Bible properly. Clearly, the Bible says that Jesus was the last Adam. Clearly, the Bible says many times throughout the Gospels, Jesus is referred to as Son of Man and Son of God. Son of David and Son of God. And that was important because the perfect sacrifice that God had asked for needed to be a man, not a divine being. He was born of a virgin Mary, but not of the seed of man, of the seed of God. He was absolutely human. He had flesh. He got tired. He came through the birth canal. Can I explain it that way of Mary? He was human, 100%. And at the same time, 100% God. And in that moment with Peter for the temple tax, he couldn't operate as the divine Messiah. It would have been illegal. He had to operate as a human before God without sin under the Abrahamic faith. And in that moment, he says to Peter, go down and catch the fish, silver coin. And when you read the story, it comes back and it says that it was the exact amount needed to pay the temple tax. Supernatural provision. But then you go and look at the other accounts where Jesus fed the 5,000 with a few loaves and a couple of fish. And there was an abundant supply. Supernatural, I believe in the power of God. Because I believe the Bible is God's Word to all men. I believe God is the Creator of the universe. I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe the Holy Spirit is co-equal with God. I believe salvation is a gift from God. I believe I was created in the image of God after His likeness, after His character. And it is God's plan for me that when a man comes to me in need with a sick child, that I'd be able to pray in faith and let God's power come in and make the difference. And He wants to do the same for you. Father, right now in this moment, with my limited ability, but Your abundant grace, would You help me come into a place of conclusion here this morning that could cause Your people to hunger and thirst for more? So that as we move into the future, that thing that is awakened on the inside of us would produce a God-glorifying life. In Jesus' Name. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. I don't know if I have it here. But God says, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Verse 27 says, and then God made him to have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the cattle upon the earth. Created in the image of God. to take dominion, not to dominate, to take dominion.
Take control of what needs to be taken control of. In this moment, take control of your thoughts. Replace every bit of scepticism that's been sown into your life about the Bible with a faith in God. Every bit of scepticism about the origins of the universe and this planet to be replaced with the truth of the Word of God. Every bit of scepticism and unbelief about Jesus, the Son of God. There is not many ro- There are not many roads that lead to God. There's one. It's unpopular, but it's truth. It'll set you free. The Holy Spirit is not just a force out there. It's a person. He lives in you. He lives in you today. This salvation gift, it's not for an exclusive few. You get in, you don't. It's a gift from God that we receive. This is the end of the podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au or call us on 9524 5055.